Welcome, 55 degrees. Welcome back to Cool Dog, Cool Dog Podcast, uh, the experience. So, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Is that just off the dome? Was that like pre-written? What was that? No, man? that just like came to me, man. Like right there, right, right then and there. I had no idea what I was gonna say. I had like no idea where I was gonna go with today's intro because it's always a big moment. What's he gonna say in the intro? What's gonna happen? And you said experience. Experience. So. I like it, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, Last week's Com of the Week just shows 10 seconds ago. Um, my favorite fruit is pomegranate, and my least favorite axle memory is when he shot me in the shoulder because I got into Juilliard. So it was a little bit of a that bit that's been going on. For, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, it's Axel. Yeah, that bit it? that's been going on on the oh. show for six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, his career has like kind of, I don't know, fallen off in the past three months. Yeah, it's, I, um, I, I have a, I was wondering something because okay. today's episode is kind of related to life advice and uh, people sent us all sort of all sorts of problems that they might be dealing with and we picked out the ones that I think we can we we can assist with. There were a bunch I saw that I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this and I'm not going to pretend to read it out and try to give you some half-assed advice because some things we haven't lived, we haven't experienced. We can't help with that. We haven't. I'm sorry. We can't. But you're not alone. I'm sure there's plenty other people experiencing that. But somebody that I think is alone is Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you think Jimmy Fallon's alone? Why? I don't think he's like physically alone. I think he has a lot of friends around him. I think he has a, a family around him. I just think with his yeah. demons, he is completely and utterly alone. Just because think about it, right? He's an alcoholic. <laughs> Right? <laughs> is he actually like, confirmed, yes. or is it just because yes, like he's not people saw him at bars? Okay. No, yeah, that's like this has been like uh, known for years, um, which isn't nothing to shame him for, obviously. No, no, I but, was just like I didn't know if you just threw out this like. No, yeah, it's it's. Know. But what makes it interesting is he is a functioning alcoholic who has to go to this job every day that I'm not sure he even likes anymore. The Tonight Show, but he feels like he needs to get yeah. going because it was always his life dream to be the host of the. Tonight Show, like Johnny Carson. And then he has to sit there mm -hmm. and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh every day at these horrible, fucking boring celebrity stories. And he has to do, do that fake laugh. He's been doing it for like 10 years now. Just keeps going on with the fake laugh. He keeps making money. But for what? He has more money than he'll ever need. Like, mm -hmm. what is his purpose? Does he know what his purpose is anymore? Do you think he's happy? I think... <laughs> do, I think, do I think Jimmy Fallon's happy? I don't know. I think, you know, maybe he's content now because he has like a family. I think. Then why doesn't he I don't know, Jimmy Fallon's fucking life? His time with his family. Because, because, you know, the goat's so retired. Tom Brady, they thought he retired. And then he said, fuck that shit. I'm unretiring. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play now. And, he, and Jimmy Fallon, he's one of the goats, man. He's up there with the great hosts of all time, you know, like Johnny Carson, um, Stephen Colbert. He's up there with uh, like. Jamie Oliver, John Oliver, <laughs> what's his name? John Oliver, is that it? Yeah, but it's like what's that guy's name? The yeah, John Oliver, the British guy. Yeah, yeah. The they don't retire, but it's like I don't know. Like I just I I I watch him still sometimes. Like I check in on him, like an old friend. I I've never liked his show. I I I think outside of his show, never. No, I've never liked it. I I was a I, I was always like a big like Conan and like Letterman type of guy. Although Letterman, I was always like he's a little bit of an asshole sometimes. So I was like. But um, yeah, I, I've, I was never big on Fallon, uh, but 
Oh my God, my train of thought has just completely escaped me. Hello? But Jimmy Fallon is a goat in the industry. And although he's not happy with the success oh. or with the show, he's happy with the fans. No, and he's the loved he's ones funny he has outside and, of the and show. made along the way. He's funny outside of the show, is my point. Yeah. Like when he makes TikToks, he's really funny. So just think about this, right? Think about you, Hoover. You're a funny mm-hmm. guy. Okay. Oh, thank you. And f- the only way. Like, but here's the thing is, at this point, you're also a millionaire, so money is not a driving force. But for some reason, like, yeah. this is like, I think this is the equivalent if we still did Reddit videos. If we still yeah. weekly Reddit videos, we read out those posts and we laughed at them. I think the difference is, though, I think one thing that we're failing to consider is we didn't sign contracts for us to do Reddit videos. I think Jimmy Fallon literally has, like, a contract with NBC to Yeah, but he keeps still renewing it. I wonder if, like, I wonder when the last time he did renew it was, or if there's like a like, he's, like he's, if he can find some kind of like football stat where like Jimmy Fallon signs on with NBC for another fucking ten years. No, yeah, that's how they used to do it. I remember. Uh, yeah, look, uh, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show renewed by NBC for five years in 2021. 2021. Well, I guess he's having fun still or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like. I I would really have to love something for me to be like. All right, I'll do this for five more years. Dude, five years Five ago, years is crazy. 2017, five years ago. Where were you? Uh, I was in my parents' house in the basement talking to you probably and playing PUBG. And then somebody said, here's a contract to do this for five more years. <laughs> <laughs> to do Reddit videos for five more years. I literally would fucking be like, fuck you. And I'd hang up the fucking call. Like, that's not going to happen. I. But I don't know. Jimmy Fallon's just built different. That's the other thing too is I feel like Maybe Jimmy Fallon is one of those people where, like, he doesn't have a life outside of working. That like, is, he can't. That is also true. Do life without working. He, this is so. the, him going on that show and fake laughing is the only thing that is keeping together his facade. Yeah, the whole Jimmy Fallon facade. I remember. Write I, that down. I read a whole. I don't know how. Like, I think there was like some truth to this, but there was a point where he broke like one of his fingers. Um, Oh, yeah. And he said that it was because he, like, slipped on ice or some shit. But apparently it was because he got really drunk and, like, fell and, like, I, I like a mug or some shit, like, Ugh. cut into his finger. Broke? Yeah. That's so bad. Um, Or actually, like, it got stuck somewhere. Something, like, it was some sort of, like, he fell drunkenly and then his finger got fucked up. Um, It got, like, put in some guy's, like, asshole. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's, and it was a, it was a tight asshole. It broke it. <laughs> and, and they, like, it clamped in on it. And then... <laughs> He lost circulation. <laughs> I yeah, that's exactly what happened. I don't know. I just find celebrities like Jimmy Fallon really interesting because it's really hard for me to humanize them because they're just so like they're such a cog in the entertainment machine. You know, um, he is the Axel Weber of late night television. Yes, he is. Except like he lives in like a really really big house, not that fucking gross ass small ass apartment. Exactly, which I'm sure With, like one chair and a fucking spoon. Axel Weber actually reminded me of. Um, you know the trains guy? Um, yeah. Like the guy with like the GoPro in his head? Yeah, yeah. Like I recently saw like um I think it was on Twitter, I saw just like a thread of people shitting on him for no reason. And I that kind of Why? Because they were like they're like, oh, his like videos like have fallen off like ever since he started doing brand deals, like all he does is brand deals now and like there's just like the, his videos are boring now and he's really like uh milking his like last five seconds of fame. 
That's so sad. What the hell? Like, what? he's not doing anything wrong. He's not like, it's not like he goes, hey guys, look at that train. Also, by the way, this is my political stance against everything going on right now. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, just stick to the trains, buddy. I think in, That's in that situation, it, it I, just, I think people love to hate. I mean, I love to hate sometimes. It's fun, man. No, I definitely have realized in the last couple of like, well, actually, there's nothing that's like really made me think about this but like i was listening to a podcast and i had the thought i'm like i feel like honestly like sometimes i'm generally like way more fueled off of hate than i am of like love oh yeah like some things like i'll do like i'll go on my way to do out of hate but, like some things i want to do like just straight out of love you know it just you know it like just consumes me and you know i can't help it, it depends on my day man if i'm having like a lovey-dovey day i'm like one of the i'll, I'll love anybody i'll i'll exactly it reminds me of this thing that Casey Neistat said, and I remember when he said this, he actually got a bunch of shit from people because they're like, "This isn't true." But I think those are people. That, people that said that are virtue signaling dickheads. Um, he said something about how he has a lot of respect for like really nice people because in almost in like a lot of situations, it's a lot easier to be mean than it is to be nice. No, a hundred percent, it is way easier to be mean than nice. Yep, like. You have to really force on a smile for certain scenarios, but like, it's so easy to be like, fuck you. Like it's so like, fuck you is such like a common phrase or like, fuck is such a common word nowadays where like, I feel like I could just use it for anything. And it's like, fuck you, fuck, get out of here, you fucker. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, I think a lot of people, they, uh, they'll shit on that statement, but they won't think about all the situations where they were put in like a bit of like a, a annoying situation. And instead of powering through it and being nice. They were dicks, which we all do. We all do this. I'm not sitting here like I don't do this. We all do this sometimes. I've never. I don't. I never have. Maybe, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> today's episode for is all about life advice. Viewers have sent in all their problems, paragraphs of problems, just trauma dumping all over the place, taking huge know, trauma right? dumps here in the Cool Dog Studio. Uh, and nobody flushed. I'll tell you that much. Oof. Trauma dumps and nobody flushed. Not a single person flushed. And I'm not clogging that shit. All right, I'm not. I'm not unclogging it. Oh yeah, definitely not. Um, but we, uh, you guys sent it in through Google Forms, and Hoover and I both have picked some, some of our favorite trauma dumps. Uh, some of these are longer. Some of these are short. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's a. I, I got a pretty good selection of problems. How about you? You know, uh, we were talking about it before. He, Oxo has definitely more than I do, but I think I have some ones. You know, I'm like a, I'm like a doctor. I could prescribe you some good advice. Well, take it on away. P- pick one and read it out. Okay. Um. Well, actually, I, I feel like I wish I had like a name where I'm like Julie from North Carolina says I'm choosing between colleges right now, and I'm down to two choices. They're fairly similar, but one is very close to home while the other is a few hours away. Most of my close friends are staying nearby, and I would be able to see them often if I stayed, but it would also be cool to go somewhere new. It is most difficult to decide because I cannot help but think my entire life will be defined by this decision, and that's difficult to get past. And the thing about this is I kind of had the same thing, but with my high school, where I was going to go to either two high schools, one all my friends went to, and two, the one that nobody was going to that I knew. And the only thing that I had a connection to the second school was that my fucking family members went there. And I really liked the school. 
But the second or like the first school with all my friends, I didn't really like care for it as much. And I obviously had my friends, which was a plus, but I ended up picking the one that I didn't have all my friends go to. And, you know, without that decision, I feel like maybe I wouldn't have done YouTube because I feel like going to the school I went to, like, it kind of like set me down a path to do YouTube. But I think honestly, in that scenario, you just got to go with your gut and really just like go with what you're feeling like, because although it may feel like, oh, I can't hang out with these people or like, oh, I can't see these people like while I'm in college. Like I would say the friends I didn't see much in high school, like because we went to different ones, I still saw and like we still hung out when we could. Mm -hmm. And it's not like if it's it's not like it's going to fucking break the relationship and the friendship. Like, I think, you know, if you manage your time correctly or, you know, circumstances where like you will have a break and you all can see each other and catch up, you know, it's like that's perfectly fine. So honestly, you know, just go with your gut, go with what you're feeling like, because, you know. Ultimately, I feel like you're going to pick the right choice no matter what. I think that's a good I think that's good advice. I think what it is really is is that uh most good things out of most like good big changes that happen in your life, they come from when you take a bit of a risk. And it definitely is a risk exactly. to like, you know, if all your friends are staying in the same place, um but I think sometimes you shouldn't run away from things because of fear because this could be like a huge opportunity for you as well to like meet a bunch of new people um get out of a bubble that's a really like important thing as well as yeah. to get out of a bubble and um kind of see how people do it elsewhere because mm -hmm. you know we all love our friends but sometimes it's nice to just like talk to some people that like are completely just not around the circles that you're in so mm -hmm. it could be good for that. And also, um, yeah, that's that's also a good point that I don't think friends, if they're really your friends, they won't disappear. Like you can. Yeah, it'll be a great th thing where you guys can go do like separate things for a bit and then you'll end up coming back and like, you know, hanging out on the breaks. And also like, you know, after college, you guys can like come together again, maybe and kind of both bask in the glory of this new experience you guys have created exactly you know get that new life experience if you want to but don't feel pressure because you know i don't know other outside forces maybe i don't know like i feel like definitely for part of my decision uh like was heavily influenced on like my parents and then i realized like why am i letting my parents decide where i want to go and they just because like, it's my life they just like it's like they were okay with whatever you chose yeah that's nice of them. it was just like you know it's i mean at the end of the day it's like where you want to go as much as you may think like oh i need to go here because they're going there or because they want me to go there it's like it's up to you to truly decide like if this is something you want because if it's something you want then chase it but yeah that's the thing as well as i don't think there's like a wrong answer there like whatever you exactly. choose it's all about what you feel like you require exactly you do you um one of the ones i chose actually has it's kind of like a similar thing but it's like a little bit um uh, well i'll read it out how do i get over a friendship heartbreak we were a trio and the two others still see each other but they don't talk to me anymore and it fucking hurts bro um i bet it hurts i bet it sucks wiener that mm -hmm. <laughs> your friends don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah um really like the only thing you can do 
is try to make some new friends. Keep yourself distracted and busy. Don't check their socials. Don't keep up with them. You're not doing yourself any good with mm -hmm. that. You're just uh, wallowing in the sadness of what once was. Also, like, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like trio friend groups, they just don't work. It always just feels like yeah, two of them will band up and then there will always be the third wheel. So it feels weird a little bit to me. I, I've never been in like a proper trio friend group. There's always, it's either been like four or like, you know, equal mm -hmm. numbers usually. Or once it's over four, I don't think it really matters. It's just that the trio is like two versus one. There's like, I don't know. Yeah. Not to say it can't work, obviously, but. It can, but. Everything can work if you really try hard enough, but you just got to move on. Like, you just got to do your best to move on. Um, it happens. This will happen to you many times in life. I know it feels like you won't make any new friends, but you will. And you'll meet, you'll make way better friends as well. That's just, you got to give yourself time. That's another, that's another thing is in situations like these, time is the best medicine. You just got to give yourself time and you'll feel fine. That's really all exactly. I have to say that one. Just, I mean, you basically said everything I was going to say. Like, you know, just there are more fish in the sea for you to be friends with. Like, I mean, focusing on two people that like, obviously, you know, like you're not really hanging out with anymore. It's like, it doesn't do any good. Like dwelling and be like oh like i can't believe we're not hanging out anymore like that doesn't do anything productive for your life other than make you dwell on like the past and you know you should just move on in the future get some cooler friends have some new experiences you know live your life and move on yes sir yes sir yes sir yes sir preach it hit us with yeah. the next one here is the next one Hi, so I'm graduating high school in May, woo, but I'm not going to graduate that two-year college degree that I'd started when I was a freshman. Thing is, I want to go into cosmetology program, something I'm actually interested in once I graduate instead of finishing the two-year degree. I haven't told my parents anything yet because I'm so terrified of their response and I and no, I won't be able to handle their disappointment on top of my own. I don't know how to tell them or what to do with my life going forward. This is a mess, a little my bad, but I just want some guidance, possibly maybe thanks. And let me just show you right now, you're talking to me, a guy who didn't even go to college and who had to tell my mom that like I want to do YouTube. And um, it's not, and by the way, my mom literally never let me use PayPal <laughs> for a while when I was growing up. Like I was literally in eighth grade and she didn't trust me to use fucking PayPal. So try to explain to her that like I'm making money online. And that I want to make it my full career instead of going into a fucking college that she expected me to go into. So I would say this. I mean, you just got to tell them. Like, you just got to tell them straight up, like, what you want. Because if you bat around the fucking bush, it's only going to make it worse for them. Because then they're going to be like, why do you lie to me all this time? Like, you should just be honest with them and be like, yo, I want to do cosmetology. I want to go into this thing that, like, I know you don't necessarily want me to go into. But it's something I'm really passionate for. And, you know, maybe they'll be disappointed. Maybe they're not, well, they won't. But at the end of the day, it's like um, you just got to go the path you want to go to. And if they don't approve of it, then, like, I don't know. My, I agree with I that. I feel like. I think there's no way around it, really. You got to. Yeah. I think, I think something that you really have to, like, empathize or not empathize. Um, 
uh it's like putting focus on this like one uh what's the word i'm looking for uh it, it is like e e Wait, what is the word you're looking for? When you're like putting focus on something, like putting like when you're like I'm making this my main point when I'm saying something. This is my main point. Enunciate? No. Um, I mean, I guess it's like wordle. I don't know. You gotta really like make. <laughs> you gotta try to make it. You gotta try to make your point as clearly as possible, and you really gotta try to um make it clear that this is something that you want to do. You know, try to like really. I don't know, explain your feelings about the matter. Try to do it in a way that like when another person listens to it, they're like, okay, I can, like, yeah. I, I can at least like th understand why that person wants to do that. Uh, that's the most important part, I think. And I mean, parents are tough. There's no like easy way to solve parents because parents, a lot of parents still have their own little box that they want to put their kid in. And sometimes it's really hard to convince them to do anything about that. But I mean, this is all you can do. And you're also like a, you know, I don't, whenever someone brings this up, it, it like simplifies the situation, but you are getting to the age where you are an adult. So mm -hmm. you should be making those decisions, I think. I think. And if they're trying to get in your way, then say, fuck your parents and leave them forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But hopefully you can solve that. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, everything will work out. Like, you shouldn't think that this is like something that's like, oh, I'll never get past this problem. It, you will. You'll laugh about it in like a few years because you'll be like, hopefully doing. You'll be on like a yacht. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be doing what you want. Next up, Stone we have fret. this problem, which I, I, this is one of the first ones I saw, and I was like, I, I, I know exactly what to say to this one. So I, I'm kind of excited for this one. I really like this guy, but I don't know how to go about it. He's really chill, but my giant ass ego can't take someone rejecting me. So I don't know if it's worth the risk. Here's a reality check for you. You need to fucking get over the fact that sometimes people may not want you and you're just going to need to go for it. You're going to get Preach. rejected like a hundred times in your life. It's fine. Everybody gets rejected. Think of the hottest person, the hottest, coolest person you've ever seen. They've gotten rejected a bunch. Sometimes you're just not people's cup of tea. You just need to get over it. And you just need to go for it. If this guy, you know, um, if he's chill, he'll probably be chill about it if he doesn't like you. But also, like, do we even know that he doesn't like you? There is a real chance, you know, True. you should tip your toe in the water and see what's going on. I think. Shoot your shot. Because if you are going to live your whole life in the fear of rejection, you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to, you're going to miss miss out on so many opportunities just because you were scared of somebody saying no. Somebody says no, then what? What's the what's the big problem? You just move on. Yeah. Like it, like it the sucks, thing but is, you move on. The thing is, it's like maybe there's a person that rejects you that you liked, but then imagine they said yes and then you weren't compatible. Mm -hmm. You know? Think about it like that, you know? Think about maybe if they did say yeah, maybe you all just weren't work out. Exactly. Like, it's very plausible that like maybe it wouldn't have worked out. So also, don't fret if if you keep avoiding situations <laughs> because you're afraid of rejection. You're making like when you actually do get rejected because it's inevitable. You will get rejected at some point in your life. I'm sorry to say it's going to happen, whether it's regarding mm -hmm. romantic relationships or whatever in life. Um, it's going to be so much worse. 
you just have to take risks and when you get rejected take it on the chin because it's a part of life and yes it sucks in the moment but then you know give it some time you get over it and you can go get rejected all over again (laughs) and it's fun yeah that's what life's all about man so don't worry about it don't let the fact that you're scared of somebody rejecting you stop you from pursuing this just go for it and have fun you only have one life yolo yolo live life like a video game that's what i say my life is like a video game awesome song i love that song thanks man thank you next one from like i don't know why i think keep thinking they're gonna fucking put their name i keep thinking or worrying about the future that doesn't really need to be worried about if that makes sense instead of living in the moment and appreciating what i have now i don't know if this is normal but it's really bothering me personally and i do not know stop thinking that way well let me tell you right now that's exactly how my life operates and it's not like you're not alone you're definitely not alone because i it is like t- like my fucking shit is like i think too much into the future and then i'm like i can't do anything like i have like prediction i don't know like the term for it but it's like when i think so much into a decision in the future that like i just don't even end up doing anything mm-hmm. because it's like i'm just like wh- like what's the point of even doing anything so like you know it's definitely something that I fucking deal with a lot and it doesn't fucking make things easy. It like worrying about shit in the future that probably won't even happen. You know, it's like, it really does stress you out because you think the worst is going to happen. But in reality, it's like most of the time it's not. And it's just you kind of going like down a snowball of things and be like, well, if this happens and what if this happens? Cause if that happens and this will happen and it's, you know, it's not, it's not a good way to think. And, uh, you know, I have my own troubles fucking dealing with it, but ultimately I just got to like, I don't even, I don't even really know what to say to help. But one thing is, you know, you're not alone and, you know, just try to think about the present as much as possible because, you know, I feel like you get so much in your head sometimes that you f- fail to realize like what's even going on right in front of you. I feel like the more that you try to, I don't know, like live in the moment or try to really just fucking suppress it then, you know, it gets a little easier every time, but you know, you're not alone and we're all fighting the fight. I have an answer and it's, it's meditate. If you want to live in the moment, you need to pick up meditation. Meditation is easy to dismiss. I dismissed it for years and I'm not, I'm still not as consistent with it as I want to be, but, um, a good meditation. And also it takes tries. It, it, you don't like the first meditation, you'll feel good. But it takes like multiple like time like you can get like guided meditations on YouTube or um, you can learn to like meditate by yourself. You can like there's so many ways to do it. You just got to Google it and figure it out which way works for you. Uh, But meditation grounds you and it helps you kind of exist way more in the moment because you you become way more conscious of everything around you and you become way less you get out of your head way less. Second of all, mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, everybody struggles with this shit because uh, we know everything, but we don't know the future. And that's why it's so scary to us. We're so used to exactly. having an answer for everything. But then we ask like, oh, what's happening in two months? And all of a sudden we have this riddle that we can't solve about, oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Just take it one day at a time. It's not easy, but you got to try your best to whenever you fall down that path of thinking. Um. Just try to think about, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? And if you have an actual problem that you're worried about, 
Think about what can I do tomorrow to maybe start taking steps towards dealing with that problem. That helps. <laughs> that helps. You got to just stop thinking about it as like, a, oh, my God, I'm going to do, I'm going to fall. Because also another thing is a lot of um, – a lot of a lot of these motherfuckers, you know, are like in their in high school, worried about their future. Dude, you don't have to worry about shit in high <laughs> Dude, school. Dude, let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. If you think that you know, you always are constantly worrying about the thing in the moment. There are going to be more and more things in your life, and you have more and more time. Like I used to fucking worry so much about getting into high school because yeah. I'd be fucking having bad grades in eighth grade. I'm like, what is that? I'm going to be fucked in high school. Like I'm, I'm fucking done for. And then I'll be in high school and I'm like, oh, what about college? Like I'm going to be fucked in college. And then college students are like, oh, what about my job? Like you have all the time in the world. You're so young, you know, like as much as I fucking say that. And then I fucking think like into weeks and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, You do have so much time, you know, and you know, just realizing that you'd have that time, you know, I feel like it kind of takes off the edge but the a little th- bit. The thing about it is, is even when you're out of high school, even if you're in your fucking 20s, like, I think it's really important. Like, that's another thing is sometimes you got to talk to the older people in your life more. Ask about what they were doing when they were 20. Ask about what they were like. And some of them will fucking be like, oh, I had everything <laughs> figured out because some of them grew up in like fucking 1930 when you get a house for a nickel. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are like, I've had two kids and I had a car and I had a whole business to myself. And it's like, yeah, maybe exactly. don't listen to those people. It's, 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 you need to kind of like uh, put it into perspective that the circumstances for everybody are different, but you'll find that a lot of people they didn't have that much of a course in their life in their 20s. Like, talk to motherfuckers in their 30s or 40s that are now, like, pretty well put together. In their 20s, man, they were on a sore path. They Miserable. Nothing, nothing going on in their shit. <laughs> they are fucking pieces of shit. Like, 10 years is a long time. And by the time you get to 30, you'll have learned so much. You'll have, you know, you'll be a whole new person, basically. And you'll be in a place in your life that you can't even imagine. So you shouldn't worry about it. Just take it one day at a time. Work on whatever you want to work on. And you'll get to a place in life that I think you will find peaceful eventually. Now, will it mm-hmm. like that's another thing is who knows what that place is going to be? You might think you want that place to be something specific, but by the time you're thirty, that 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 place of peace might be something something completely different for you. So you might not even know what you want yet, but you'll figure it out. We are just figuring it out. Exactly. That's life. Um, we all truly don't know. Hey, so I'm moving out of my parents' house in May with my boyfriend. I'd love to hear any advice you have about moving out. As excited as I am, it's still kind of a scare. It's kind of scary taking this big leap. How do I stay on top of household work? Make my space my own. Is there anything you wish you knew before you moved out? Thank you, Alexa. You're the best. They only, uh, they only addressed me. Oh, sorry. Well, I'll just fucking sit this one out. You can fucking deal with your own traumas. You know, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, moving out is, uh, one thing you should be prepared for is, yeah, the, the household work, there's going to be a lot more of it. Things don't suddenly disappear anymore. You know, you, you leave a little, you leave a little something there. It doesn't disappear anymore. It's going to be there for weeks. If you, uh, um, let, if you let it. Yeah. Like for example, every time I buy meat, oh, it's so annoying. Cause then I'm like, well, now I need to like make it in the next few days. Now I like I mm-hmm. want to make meat, but do I want to make it in the next few days? I don't know. Because and there's also the option of freezing it, but then that's like a whole process, and then you gotta like unfreeze it. It's just 
it's annoying, right? Yeah. So it's like I try to avoid that. So I try to I buy meat and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to I have to make it in the next few days. And then you miss the few days and then you just have that meat in your fridge that has definitely gone off. And you're like, oh, man, I got to throw that off. But it's like it doesn't look bad. And then you're like kind of in this like wave of depression. And every time you open your fridge, you're reminded of like what a pathetic sack of shit you are because there's like a chicken breast that you bought like (laughs) two and a half years ago that's still on the top shelf. Yeah. That you were going to make a few days after you bought it, but it's still there and you Mm -hmm. haven't even thrown it away. Anyways, uh, yeah, be weary of things like that. Um, Don't leave everything until last minute. Try to do something every day. Clean, tighten up your spaces every day. I try to do that a little bit more nowadays. Um, Making your space your own. Get plants. Get fake plants. Don't even, they don't have to be real plants. Get fucking fake Open windows. Open windows, fake plants. Plants make everything seem a lot more alive. Put things on the walls. Get carpets. Carpets are nice. Punch holes in walls. Yeah, exactly. Um, and advice for living with your boyfriend. I don't. I, this isn't to scare you, but you should be prepared that there is there is always a big culture shock when you move in with somebody. Because one thing is you know spending an extended amount of time with them, or you know seeing them every day and then going home, but like. Living with someone, that's every day, man. You wake up every day and there they are. You wake mm-hmm. up tomorrow, they're going to be there. Like that's uh, mentally just prepare for that. It, it's going to be fun, I'm sure. But if you're not prepared for that, sometimes you'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot that like my friend, my friend here doesn't go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy, but it's kind of the same for me because, um, well, obviously I live with the Corys. But Weston's on the same floor as me, like the top floor. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the same thing where like when I first moved in, I really didn't know like what I was getting myself into. But then um, one of the quirks like I realized with Weston when I was moving in is that like he likes putting cameras in my room. Ugh. And so that was something that I like I had to, you know, I just kind of came to terms with, you know, like, um, you know, sometimes I'd like turn them off or like try to like cover them up when I'm in the shower. Or, um, you know, if I was in my room and I was, you know, I don't know, like watching a movie that nobody wanted to see, disgusting. I would, I'd cover them up. But, you know, it's just, it's hurdles like that where like you got to consider the fact like, you know, maybe they have different lifestyle, uh, things than you and, you know, you just have to, you know, adapt or, you know, at least talk about it. Every person has their quirks. Exactly. Everyone has their quirks and, you know, it's, it's something that you and your boyfriend should work out if, if it's something that bothers you because you know yeah. ultimately it's something they probably have just been doing for a while and they didn't even realize it would affect somebody like that and then you know you'll move on but now we're giving advice on a situation that hasn't even happened yet we're like predicting yeah like if they fucking say the fucking i don't know like pick up the covers off the ground then you know you you gotta fucking put them in your place um it's <laughs> basically what i'm trying to say <laughs> no but yeah just you know prepare yeah get ready but but have fun it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun watching movies hanging out watching movies hanging out eating popcorn on the couch you know getting crumbs on the carpet yeah but then you clean it up who's gonna clean it up who's gonna clean it up who's gonna clean it up argument who's gonna clean it argument fucking like plates thrown at the wall you know (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) adam driver (laughs) i hate my fucking life every day i wake up (laughs) 
So yeah, basically, don't move in with your boyfriend. It's gonna end yeah. Up don't move in. Stay alone. Stay alone. <laughs> Keep on your toes. Yolo. Don't trust anyone. Next up, um, what, do you, what do you got next? I have, you know, I ended that one off basically insinuating the divorce movie with Adam Driver, but um, this is like a silly one that you know I've kind of related to. You know, my BF has goofy music taste. How do help? How do I fix them? And you know, I have. A couple friends that have they have some goofy they have some goofy music. I'm not gonna lie, they have some goofy music. And one thing I've learned to realize is, you know, people have their own tastes and they have their own, uh, you know, have their own tastes and uh, likes and music. They have their own little itch scratchers. Yeah, exactly. And my my brain worms, you know, my brain is smooth like a fucking I don't even know like a. I don't know. I'm not Are you having a stroke right now? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. I was going to say baby's bottom, but I was like, I don't even know Like that you could say that. But, you know, I've just really come to terms and realized, you know, everyone has their own music. It's fun to goof around and be like, oh, this dude playing fucking blah, blah, blah. Like I always do that with AGR and fucking Weston putting on Steven Universe music on in the car. But, you know, you don't need to fix them. Okay. You need yeah. to appreciate them. And, you know. You need to really appreciate calm. your differences and maybe try to understand their music taste instead. Exactly. Exactly. Because maybe they think you have some goofy ass music too. Yeah, exactly. Probably sitting there listening to the fucking, I don't even know. Probably Pitsky. sitting there listening to fucking, oh, Claro. Oh, I got to fix Claro. It. Everybody's going to listen to Claro. Oh. oh, my boyfriend has goofy music taste. He's probably just listening to fucking like YBN, <laughs> Namir, you know, and who cares? Move oh, on. Man, these kids nowadays, man fucking narcissistic freaks they're freaks they're actually freaks and that's the thing i want to get across i tend to hate myself when i have a crush i wasn't even reading one out there that was just uh oh that was just like me why well well let's hear it maybe i can give you some advice man well when i really really like someone which is rare i tend to look at myself as someone below them i put them on a pedestal and i end up not enjoying my own company this sucks because I'm open to a relationship, but I end up ghosting them because I feel the need to start a healing stage again. Oh, that's it? Yep. Well, this is what I would say to you, Oxel, because that was you giving your your question for advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my problem. You know, I think that you need to stop putting people on pedestals. These are people that are common to you, and if there's somebody that likes you, then – they're on the same fucking pedestal as you, you know, like I, even if it's somebody like you think doesn't even like you, like really break them down as a human being. Like they're doing the exact same shit as you. Maybe they have some different interests. Maybe they have some different quirks and personalities, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, don't put them on a pedestal because who knows, maybe you'll end up actually dating them. And then they're so much on a pedestal that like when you're actually dating them, you're like, Oh, it's an unhealthy, shitty relationship. Exactly. You're can- one of those people who are, it's like, oh, the ick. I'm getting the ick. Exactly. If I can tumble down the stairs, I'm going to break up with them now. Here's my so. advice. Weaponize your inferiority complex against other people. I do that all the time where I sometimes I'm like, I'm such a little piece of shit. I hate myself. But then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, this person I'm talking to, they're so much better than me. And then I remember, wait a minute. They're just like a person like me and I'm a total dipshit. So they must be one mm-hmm. too. Yeah, hell yeah. So um, basically, my attitude is if I hate myself, you should hate yourself too. And you probably do. 
So, um, I don't know. I don't like. I I refuse to see anyone as smarter as me. That that's not saying that. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, hold on, hold on. That's not saying as Nobody. in like I'm a genius. My whole point is that I think everybody's a moron, and I think it's okay. life is really good when you view everybody <laughs> as like an idiot. Because we oh are, really? We all are idiots in some aspects. You know, we're all smart in some areas, and in other areas, like dude, Stephen Hawking. Like, what did that guy know about Twitch emotes? Total normie, bro. You know what I mean? No, he doesn't. He definitely does not know about better TTV and Franker Z. Exactly. You know? So it's like genius in like every other field, idiot in Twitch. You know what I mean? So everyone is an idiot and you should not look, you shouldn't put him on a pedestal because, you know, it's, it's just, it's just pointless. And also it's a dangerous road. Like we talked about earlier, because then you go into a relationship with this person that you've put on a pedestal. It's good to love people, love people, appreciate their good qualities. It's very good. But if you put them on a pedestal, it creates the situation where you don't doubt them and you should doubt people. You should doubt everyone around you sometimes because if you just like uh, blindly follow everybody, you could end up in some tricky situations. So Mm -hmm. never enter a relationship with somebody that you are like, this is God. Because it's just, Mm -hmm. it's easy to go down that track, but I've been there and that shit almost ruined my life. Preach it. I mean, look so, at the American people, guys. They're putting this guy Fauci on a pedestal, and look where the, these sheep are running off to. People always want to put somebody on a pedestal. It's kind of crazy. I know. All right. How do I narrow down what I really want to do in life? I've cycled through possibilities of what I want to commit to and study for in college, but every time I think I figured it out, I start to doubt my thoughts. Here's the honest fact. Nobody truly knows what they want to do because you're always growing and evolving as a fucking person. I literally went into high school wanting to be a graphic design person or a graphic novel person. Actually, oh, I wanted to make, do. You, you make. I wanted porn to draw magazines. I wanted to draw, and I wanted adult to porn. Not. I did not want to do fucking adult porn, asshole. Our soul. Um. I actually. <laughs> I actually wanted to draw, and I wanted to fucking get paid to draw. And so I went okay. into fucking art classes and then I realized, you know, I didn't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore and junior year, I was like, you know, I think it would be kind of cool if I did graphic design. Like I graphically designed, you know, things for companies. I know that's not you. Fucking. I would want to graphically design things. And so that's what I thought in sophomore to junior year. And then in junior year, just so- senior year, I was like, I want to be a YouTuber. And then I did YouTube, and then now I'm a Twitch streamer, and now you know I'm moving on to the next thing probably because I don't know what the fuck to do either, dude. I don't know what to do either. So you know, it's one of those things where you just gotta go with your gut in the moment. You know, maybe you do switch, maybe you switch five hundred times. It doesn't matter because you know there are plenty of people who are fucking billionaire millionaires that have switched and done different things that you know you would think normally a loser would do. Because think about all these people that dropped out of college: Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, Hoover. All you know, like, all these big all names. The, all those names you just named, they're all like sociopaths. All, all billionaires. All, <laughs> all billionaire millionaires who have created tech tycoons from the ground up. But no, that's my point is, you know, you don't, nobody truly knows. Just go with the flow. And, you know, if you, if you have an interest at the moment, just go with that. And if you end up not liking it, you know, that's fine. Just switch. It's not fine because then you've dedicated your whole life to it and you're in completely trapped in a bubble and you can't break out anymore. And you every day you have to wake <laughs> up and go to a job that you fucking hate and go home to your wife that fucking despises you and fucking drive your kids to school that don't even know your name anymore. 
here's my honest truth is quit your fucking Wendy's job. Fucking quit complaining in our, our fucking comments and qu- quit complaining in the fucking forums and actually, you know, become a YouTuber, become a full-time Twitch streamer. It's not that hard. True. No, I would say if you already have a few options, you're way ahead of everybody else. You know what I mean? If you've narrowed exactly. down a list of options, you're that's a luxury right there. Most people, they got an empty list. They, they'll look down at a paper of the things they want to do. That shit's empty. So really, if you already have a list of those few things, would it really be the end of the world of depending on which one you choose? Make a little list of pros and cons. Exactly. Pro, if you're a dentist, you make a lot of money. Con. You like if teeth. you're a dentist, everybody hates you. Like, shit like that. You know? So... You know, try to try to try to do that, and at the end of the day, I don't think there's a wrong answer there if you've already like narrowed it down to like some that you like. And exactly. Self doubt is a disease. Like you'll you'll always doubt yourself no matter what decision you make. So you might as well just make one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How to cope with being ugly? I'm trying everything I can to be conventionally attractive, but I'm always stuck being ugly. That is your problem. You will never be attractive as long as you try to be conventionally attractive. You will forever. It's like chasing a fucking the fastest deer in the world. She'll keep running away. You won't catch her. She'll just keep on galloping away. And like a pony. Exactly. So I my um, relationship with my, my self-image is uh, it's, it's pretty complicated. I don't see myself as ugly, but I also don't see myself as like attractive. I'm I'm like completely at, like, I wouldn't say I'm completely at peace with how I look because I don't know if anybody is, you know, we all have our moments where it's like, oh man, I'm like a real piece of shit. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely have been in worse places with my appearance. Uh, I've always, there were, there, there, there have been time, like lengthy periods in my life where I've just genuinely thought I was like the ugliest person on earth. I don't know why I thought that, um, but I'm not clearly. <laughs> obviously preach hey i see it too i see it too um thank you so you being attractive isn't about being conventionally attractive and trying to fit into a box being attractive is making peace with your appearance and trying new things a little bit and saying that this is me and that's okay that's what being attractive is it isn't like, oh, fucking Bethany from down the street looks like this. I want to look like that. That's not you. You know, you got to work with what you have and what you have is just fine. And that like also a lot of your insecurities are just a product of overthinking at the end of the day because you have so much time to overanalyze yourself and think, oh, this isn't good. That isn't good. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that think that you're the hottest person out there. And that that goes to anybody no matter what you look like. No matter what kind of hair you have, no matter what kind of nose you have, no matter how ugly you are, teeth you have, exactly. No matter how fucked up you look, (laughs) fucking ugly, somebody out there will love you. Exactly. Exactly. You just have to make peace. That's honestly an advice I can give to everybody on a lot of topics. Is there is a very big value in trying to make peace with the things that you cannot control. And one of those things is, you know, you can get plastic surgery, but realistically speaking, do you have the money? And that is also can be a little bit risky. So an easier option in my book is you have to 
try and make peace with the fact that you are you and that is okay. Um, also, like, I don't know, like, I, I had this conversation with a friend recently about, like, super attractive people. Like, you know, we're talking, like, supermodels, right? Like, people that everybody, like, like, uh, like Bella Hadid, right? Everybody's like, oh, my God, Bella mm -hmm. Hadid is so hot. I look at those people sometimes and I'm like, I feel like they must be like a million times more insecure than us because they're not just stri striving to be pretty. They are striving to be perfect. Like, yeah, they are like, it's like the Kardashians. Like they want to be, they want every detail of their body to be perfect. And the amount of like mental stress that that must put them under, is it really worth it? Like, I don't want to be perfect, man. I like the fact that I'm a little bit fucked up here and there. I got, I got like, Fucked up vision. My hairline is well. Maybe my hairline could be better, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I got a little gap teeth. I'm fine with this, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, I spent so much of my life hating myself. I spent so much of my life legitimately looking at myself in the mirror and like fucking getting angry because I was like, why do I? Why was I? Why was I made to look like this? Why can't I? And mm -hmm. it's fine. You're fine. It's okay. You're fine. You just got to look at yourself and be like, this is me. And, you know, come to terms and, you know, be confident in yourself. Be confident in who you are because confidence is also a key on being attractive. Yep. You know, you can say you're be like, I'm ugly. But, you know, if you're fucking, maybe there are people that are ugly. <laughs> attractive. No, that's all I'm saying. But, you know, you know, attractiveness comes from being confident in yourself. Exactly. You got to get appreciate what you have, man. Because it ain't attractiveness going is not here. Attractiveness isn't here. It's in here. Exactly. It's in the. It's in your boobs. If you it's have in your, good, it's in your fucking boob. If you have if you have good boobs, you're fine. <laughs> big boobs are key. Okay, guys. So get big boobs. To all the audio listeners, um, that was because uh, Hoover pointed at his chest. I pointed like, where my in, heart would be. Yeah, it's in his heart. But then he did a little joke and said, "Your boob," because I I do. Because I'm a I, fucking little boob. pervert. Because he's a little fucking pervert who looks at boobs during the podcast. I can yeah, see your I screen, got, dude. I got, I got a whole window open of just like boobs right now. It's awesome. Boobs.com. Did you ever go to boobs.com as a kid? No, but I went to like porn.com. <laughs> One of the first times as a little kid, I, like this is at my like, God, this is like the house I was in for kindergarten to eighth grade. I literally, we had like one of those fucking old like Dell computers mm -hmm. and I typed in boobs.com and literally the whole screen was just like a bunch of girls with different boobs. Oh, and then I heard yeah. my sister and then I heard my sister like walking up the steps and I like freaked out and I didn't know what to do. And I like put on fucking crazy frog on YouTube and I like distracted her. Dude, I was like, I was like seven years old. No, actually I was like five or six years old. I was like very young. I don't know the particular age. I think it was before I went to school. Um, and I was over at like my friend's house and he said, did you know that there's like, um, it must've been like, I must've been like seven. Cause this, cause this, we were talking about YouTube. Right. And that, that mm -hmm. must've been like, I don't know, like 2006 or some shit. He said, do you know that there's like a place like YouTube, but you can like watch people have sex. And I barely <laughs> knew what sex was at that point, but I was like, Whoa, what? Ooh. You can watch people have sex. And then we were just in his living room and he pulls up red tube. <laughs> oh my God. Damn. Like, okay. We like, and in my memory, this is what I remember is he clicked on a video and this guy had a dick that was literally like below his knees. It was like, a Oh my dick. God. He just like me. I mean, what? 
and and he was like i remember he was like bald and he was like a police officer that went to go question a girl and then the girl was like oh is there no way i could get out of this and then they were by a pool as well by the way um and then you know red tube ensued Mm. they like had went on a date yeah, they went on a date, um, and then they, they didn't really. Love. They didn't get in touch after that. It was just a little date oh. dinner, um, and he took him to her home, and it was just a gentleman, a gentleman to say the least. Oh yeah, how sweet. Um, um, do you have any more? Uh, I do. I've been pulling them up secretly as this whole thing has been going on. Mm. Uh, oh, here's one. Okay, I don't want to trauma dump. This is a whole podcast about trauma dumping. Don't care. True. But my parents are getting divorced, and I don't know how to deal with it other than listening to cellophane on repeat. So if you guys know anything about that, please help me out because I have no friends to talk to because they all have parents who are still together. Let me tell you right now, I'm a child of divorce. There, I said it. I said it. I'm a child of divorce, and you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's not the easiest thing to come to terms with because, you know, it's – I mean, in my case, I guess it was just kind of weird for me, but – you know, depending on your relationship with your parents or whatever, it may be harder on you. But, you know, one thing I think I've learned over dealing with that process and dealing with parents getting divorced is like, you know, ultimately, like, it's going to be weird, but just know that probably it was for the better because, I mean, sometimes it's necessary for parents to get divorced. And as much as it may suck, just be happy, you know, for your parents if, you know, they're going to be happier without it, you know. They're ultimately going to still love you at the end of the day, so. Yep, and they'll probably kinda- you'll probably see like way more positive changes than them after they've like gone out of what is sure to be a very stressful and negative situation for them. Mhm. Plus two Christmases. Exactly. Two Christmases. So, double presents. So, I- look forward to that for December. But in my so I I'm going to be pretty like blunt about what it was like for me. Um, my parents' relationship was incredibly abusive. It was a horrible relationship, and I was witness to it basically my entire childhood. Um, and even then, whenever like it was threatened that oh we're gonna split, we're gonna split, it was like my nightmare. I was like, oh my god, no, no, they can't, because it was all I'd known at that point it was just like my parents is like horrible, shitty relationship. Yeah, and that just kind of shows that um, when something is as foundational as, you know, your parents' relationship uh, and you it's all you've known your entire life, it can be really scary for change, even when the situation you're in is complete dog shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I would definitely say that it ended up uh, for the better, um, even though, like, at first it was like, oh, my God, this is my life's over. My parents aren't together anymore. But it was, you know. As always, uh, with time, you realize there are other ways to live life. And uh, just because there's a little change in your life doesn't mean that uh, that's it. You know, that that you're o- that everything's over for you. It's just a little scary. Exactly. It's a little scary, but it's going to happen and you'll move on and it's probably the best. Yep. How do you go about forgiving others, not for them, but for yourself? How do you get rid of that they win if you do this mentality? Thanks. Uh, I would argue that they win by making you hold a grudge for a long period of time. By True. living red free in your head, mm-hmm. I would argue that they are winning. So I would argue that really 
the best way to go forward is to say, yeah, I mean, it happened. What can I do about it? Bye. Like, I'm not going to let this fucking burden my life anymore. My life's way better than worrying about any of this garbage. Um, I, I've, I've, I've like felt this way a lot about, uh, I, I think I, I felt this way a lot about my, uh, my father for a long time. And it's still like a pretty, still something like a work in progress, but there was a long time where I was just like, Oh man, like fucking, I can't believe it. You know what, what an asshole. And I would just sit there every day and be like, what a fucking asshole. Like he, he what a piece of shit. But it's like at that point, like, you know, I realized that this wasn't productive. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have to like them. You can like, you can, you don't even necessarily have to forgive anybody. You can just be like, what happened, happened. I can't change the past anymore. I'm going to move forward and try to do more positive things in my life so that that little negative thing that somebody did to me doesn't continue to leave a little mark on my life. Exactly. Say thank you next. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've been on antidepressants, which has been great, but it's been making me feel a whole lot of nothing. Just wondering if you have any advice or suggestions of things I can do to feel more emotions or to feel more in control. Love the pod, by the way. Thanks for the love. Let me tell you right now. I've also been on antidepressants that have literally made me feel like nothing. And from my experience, thing I would do at least, first thing I would do is just talk to your doctor because it's not like there's one antidepressant in the world. I've had antidepressants that I've literally taken for four months straight and literally have had nothing happen to me. And, you know, I've talked to them and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I did all this work and nothing happened. And, you know, it sucks. But if it's not getting you the result that you want to happen, um, best thing you could probably do is to talk to a doctor and see if there's anything else they could prescribe you. Because, I mean, like, I don't think any doctors would be like, no, you only have to take that. Like, no, you can't not. take anything else. Um, they'll definitely fucking let you hear about other options because I mean that's literally all that's, the fucking that's the whole point, doctor yeah. appointments. That's the whole point of them existing is you gotta go to them and say you have to keep a transparent communication about your doctor about any sort of side effects that your medication displays. And anything positive, anything negative, you have to like kind of keep them in the loop about everything. So that exactly. they can also like make a qualified decision about what's going on. Um, yeah, feeling a whole bunch of nothing that isn't really like the intended ideal situation that an antidepressant would create. So you can definitely go to your doctor and just talk about it. And also you yeah. shouldn't have it like a, um, kind of a sunken cost fallacy thing about it where it's like, Oh, I've taken this for so long. I would just be ruining it if I switch meds now. No, that's mm-hmm. no, there's no point to that. It's if at the end of the day, like the, with a lot of, um, with a lot of meds, like it's not about like you can't just wait it out. You know, some mm-hmm. meds just don't work with you, and that's okay. And it takes a lot of trial and error to find the perfect ones for you. Exactly. And also, another thing is don't be scared to talk to a doctor about symptoms that you're having because another thing was when I was taking uh, antidepressants in uh, eighth grade. I was having negative side effects from it and I was thinking crazy things and I felt scared to fucking talk about it because I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be taking this to feel better. Like, I don't want to fucking tell the doctor because whatever, like I'll just be feel blah, 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 blah. Don't think that if you're having anything bad, any bad thoughts, any bad reactions, like do not be afraid to talk to a doctor because 
their job is to prescribe you the right thing that will give you the right feel or the right, you know, thing for whatever's exactly, going yeah. on in your life. And if it's not working out, it's not working out. It's not like yep. that you fucked up. It's not like you did something wrong. It's, it's just not working with your body the way it should be. And, you know, they'll probably have another solution for it. So I would just say, you know, talk to a doctor. Don't be afraid. Exactly. Now, this is the last one that I think we'll do. Um, okay. How do you become more comfortable leaving the house? I'm a 17-year-old girl who has friends that invite me out, but I can never get myself to go out and see them. Over COVID, I got very sick, so I couldn't leave my house during the 2020-2021 period uh, for valid reasons. But over that time, I became too complacent in my own company so that now that I'm healthy enough to go out, I can't muster the courage anymore. I'm graduating school soon, and I'm so terrified that when I leave the bubble... um, of my friends, I'll be left to fend for myself without great social skills to recuperate myself. I guess I need help in managing the fear associated with the outside world and social anxiety. Thank you for reading. I would say um, it's all about getting used to it again. You gotta, you gotta take baby steps. You gotta like go for a walk by yourself. Maybe like you don't want to walk too far from your house, and then you can just like walk. If you live in an apartment building, just walk around your building. If you live in a house, just walk around in your backyard little things like that and the next day you go a little bit further i think it it could like because you've um um sorry i'm like eyeing it over just to um (laughs) no you're fine um you just gotta you just gotta take little baby steps that's that's what it is you can't you shouldn't throw yourself into it head first if you don't feel comfortable with it just go outside breathe some fresh air Remind yourself of how good it feels. Remember how, remind yourself how good it feels to like hear birds chirping. And then that'll like kind of start a little bit of a snowball effect. Cause I had the similar thing. I didn't go out for months during COVID. And when I finally went out, it felt so weird. So uncomfortable being out in an open space, like walking down the street felt like everybody was just like staring at me. Cause I was like walking weird. Cause I wasn't used to being perceived by anybody at that point anymore in real life. Mm-hmm. But you know, now I feel fine. So it just takes a little bit of time. Don't be scared. Also, maybe look back at old memories with your friends and you'll be like, ooh, I remember when that was so fun. Actually, I want to do that again. It will inspire you to go hang out again. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, if you've ever had that before where, where you've not wanted to go outside and then you did go outside and you liked it, that's also something that you should remember. Mm-hmm. Well, remember thank you for times. listening. Thank you for listening to the cool, 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 cool dog. Cool dog podcast in the morning. And that night. Um, comment what your favorite song ever is. And leave a like and give five stars on any Spotify, iTunes. Yeah. And Spotify, uh, stop giving our uh, episodes COVID warnings. All of our episodes have COVID warnings because we keep making jokes about not wearing masks. So Dr. Fauci that's... mask. Dr. Fauci mask, mask um, mandate Trump. If you, if you, look, if you look at <laughs> Cool Dog on... Um, on Spotify, like th- four episodes have like COVID misinformation warnings. <laughs> oh my god, they've been on their fucking ass because of Joe Rogan. No, literally. I'm like, oh my god, you're right. Learn about COVID nineteen. Joe Rogan mask. Uh, Doctor Fauci, people dying. Yup. So, yeah. I will catch you guys next time with my co-host. <gasps> Hoover, bye. Bye-bye.